and hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet and after a little bit of technical difficulty we're back everyone if you didn't know matt and i are trying out the new obs streaming function courtesy of uh yeah of obs i tell you what you you, you sound like you're in the room with me I know. I was going to say it sounds even right now. It's much clearer. It's yep. much more level. Yep. No, no more suckling on the Skype tip for these two. <laughs> well, until it's my time to run Retro Hero, and that's all I know how to use, and that's all my presets. But, but until I mean, you, then, you, every- could, you could switch to this. Like it's it's pretty easy to use. Like uh, the thing that 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 fucked me up was that. Um, you have to have it in the live window to be able to hear the host. I thought maybe I could preview right. it like what we do with Skype and everything, but no, you can't. Right. Now, we're we're live here on uh, Twitch, obviously, of course. Are we live on uh, YouTube, too? Yeah, yeah. Okay, here, because I like to at least... Oh, yeah, here we are there. It, it confused me because our other one had just ended. I always like to keep my eyes on both chats if I can. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is nice. This is cool. Yeah, this is it's a brand new era for the comic multiverse. Everyone almost 300 episodes in. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you Streamlabs know. just released this. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I know I was talking to other people who use stream yards. And they were like, oh, well, tell me how this goes, because obviously this is trying to be the stream yards competitor and everything for people who, you know, care about podcast stuff. And hey, it, it's simple to set up. You just literally send a link nice again they're not sponsoring this everyone this is just literally matt and i talking shop while we do this yeah it's worth it as well i think it's also cheaper than is it actually i was gonna say because like bundled in with like just your Streamlabs, uh right yearly membership so yeah and i think right because i think stream yards is like 15 bucks bucks. yeah Well, that's good to know then looking forward. But yes, thank you, everyone. We're back again. We're doing the show here on Sunday night. We missed last week uh, because we had a schedule conflict. And by that, of course, I mean I had a date for the first time since COVID (laughs) in like three years. Uh, If you wondered how it went, uh, let me put it this way. Uh, There will be no more podcast interruption. Yeah. So you won on that one, everyone. (laughs) Don't don't worry. I didn't have to choose between, you know, the show and my romantic life. That decision was made for me. (laughs) Uh, That's all right. It's their loss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I know I'm good. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> the healing can begin now. <laughs> no, no. If she, if she does actually end up watching this, she was nice and everything. It was just, you know, we're, we were two different people at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, you know, you got to gotta get back out there and try and everything. But yes, we're back. We got a whole bunch of news ready to go. And uh, we also have a very fun sponsor for this episode. Ah, see, I, I, I joked before that we didn't have a sponsor, but we actually do have a sponsor this week. We do. Yes, it's it's another Kickstarter project. Obviously, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you've probably heard Matt and I talk about Kickstarter projects before usually friends of the show being like hey joel and matt can you give me a little bump there which we you know you know we're more than happy to do uh this new one here uh that we're going to be talking about is called Blacktooth brigade mm-hmm. from Blacktooth publishing uh this is the work of one omari malik who really nice guy wrote me up there and as i said before we've seen a lot of different kickstarter projects this one really caught my eye and you got to do something pretty special for that because like i'm pretty desensitized to kickstarters but this one this is a great example of how to do a good kickstarter it looks Mm. good 
He's got a really professional video on there. Nice, yep. short, sweet summation yep. of everything he's got going on here. I was really happy to be a part of this one. And obviously, you know, we're streaming this live now, but when we do this later, Matt will work his magic <laughs> to actually put the stuff. Yeah. yeah, the pictures there so you can see it because it's some very cool looking stuff there. It's a uh, three projects in a much bigger anthology. They're called Ad Astra, Dogpile, and Snakebite. And I got to say, most Kickstarters, you're lucky if you get one really good pitch. This is three really good pitches in an anthology thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ad Astra is the story of a shape-changing teenage girl, which is a really solid premise in and of itself because you figure, you know, teenagers, especially teenage girls, are always battling with, you know, looks and image and everything. And I'm like, oh, that's really clever. How has no one done that before? Yep. I like it a lot. And also Ad Astra looks to be, you know, much more of a girly girl, whereas opposed to, you know, your Miss Marvels and, you know, your Moon Girls and everything there. They're kind of, you know, like one of the boys and everything, you know, they're a little bit more approachable to a male audience. But I respected this one for actually having a girl who's like, oh, into fashion and like makeup YouTubers and everything. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Dogpile, which this this is the one that sold me on this one. I'm not going to lie. Dogpile is like an urban revenge story with a guy who can control seven dogs by the looks of it. And the dogs seemingly have powers in and of themselves. Yeah, it, it, it's a pretty good premise. How has no one done this? People love superheroes. People love dogs. And yes, this is apparently inspired to, uh, as he says in the little piece here, by the works of DMX. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's literally Dog Master Extreme. Holy shit. <laughs> Do, I want to read this right. How has no one done like Aquaman but dogs? <laughs> That's genius. That is so freaking genius. And the other one, Snakebite, uh, which, you know, looks this is to be like I really liked. <laughs> Yeah, this one looks to be a little bit more gritty and everything. We got some blood on the page. It's a young man there who goes in for some tattoos, but they're not regular tattoos. Oh, they're magic tattoos that make it so his arms can, like, actually shoot snakes and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. It's pretty freaking solid. So if you're interested in any of this, the Kickstarter will be going for 45 days. It started on September 30th and will be going till November 14th. So you still got some time to get in there. And I think it would mean a lot if you did. The money from the Kickstarter will be going towards printing and pre-ordered books as well as funding the next projects. The books are already completed, as you can see on the very nicely laid out Kickstarter page. Early copies have already been sent out. And, uh, you know, we'll, you know, the next ones will ship promptly too after everything ends. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just some really solid stuff from like a really solid creator who, when I saw this guy, I'm like, man, I feel like this dude is going to make it because he understands making a good Kickstarter is only half selling the book, it's also selling yourself. And I want to buy what this dude's selling because he seems like a really cool dude. Mm -hmm. uh, the comics are available as the combined anthology, but you can also get the one shots individually for as low as $10 at that tier. So, uh, yeah, uh, again, too, I'll be sure to link you down in the description to uh, Omari's own social media and also the social media for Blacktooth Publishing. But, yeah, check that out. Tell them Cape Joel and the Comic Multiverse sent you, and I would really like to see this project be funded because that's another thing. Doing Kickstarter projects for our friends, I, I actually know uh, Ashley Robinson and Jason Inman's got funded. Okay, so we've fund, we've helped fund two. We've helped fund at least two projects. <laughs> As I sit here and think to myself, like, have we actually done any good? Have we actually funded anything? <laughs> but yeah, so definitely check those one out. Uh, 
And with that, I can guess we uh, can hop into the news proper there, unless you had anything else to add there, Matt. I, no, I don't think so. Yeah, it, it, but it does look fantastic. Yeah, it does. And uh, Omari uh, bought a little bit of promotion time on the show. So we'll be covering this for the next couple weeks there, everyone. So yes. you'll get your chance to check that one out, I promise. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I suppose with that all said and done, we can hop over into the news. And oh, you know, you take a week off, Matt, and I swear the shit really goes down, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it just piles up. Yeah, <laughs> it pops off. It gets real. It gets raw. Again, we're gone for just a single week. And oh, what's that? What happened? Hugh Jackman is coming back as Wolverine in Deadpool 3, no less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that just kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> It's like, I feel like this probably shouldn't have surprised me as much as it did. Everyone's like, oh, this changes everything in the MCU. Anyone can come back now. Anything can happen. And I'm like, well, they got Professor X in the last Doctor Strange. And they got the last two Spider-Mans to come back. And they got the other Quicksilver to be in WandaVision. It really shouldn't be so surprising. And yet it is. Yeah, yeah. I, again, like, um, it's all, it's like another big, like popular character popular actor who played the role for so long getting a chance to come back and be part of the mcu in some way mm -hmm. yeah also thank you a uh, young wobbles there uh subscribed with prime always appreciate it thank you yeah I, I i guess it's just maybe it's because logan ended the way it did so definitively and you know it seemed like jackman was done like oh i'm too old now you know i'm entering the next phase of my lifetime to leave this for the next person Though, as we've talked about forever with the MCU, they're in no real rush to get the ball rolling on another X-Men. They know yeah. they'll get there eventually when they want to. But, you know, why not, you know, ring some good faith and go on one last ride with Hugh Jackman? Well, I've heard that they have to they have to wait with the X-Men just because if they make a movie before 2025, they have to use the Fox cast. Oh, oh, like are they under contract? Stuff like that. So it won't be until after that when they can actually make it. And that's probably for the best because then they can actually hash it out and write yeah. a proper script and everything and get it all right. The way they announced it was hilarious, too. Of course, in classic Ryan Reynolds fashion, they made it a skit. You know, they made it a meta bit where he's like, oh, you know, we missed D23. People have been asking forever. When are we going to hear anything about Deadpool 3? Well, we have no ideas. We, we've just been looking at the blank page. But hey, Hugh, do you want to be in it? Cool. Deadpool meets Wolverine. Technically again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's what I love. All the entertainment sites are like, oh, Deadpool and Wolverine meeting for the first time. Uh, they met in Wolverine Origins. It's just it sucked. So we yeah, don't and, remember and it. Technically, they met in Wolverine two, uh, in Deadpool 2 when when uh, yes, they went back in right. time to like kill the, the shitty Deadpool. Yeah. Yes, with like the footage. footage, but yeah. But yeah, so that's Logan in a nutshell for you, everyone. That's, you know, Deadpool and Wolverine. I don't think it's nearly as big a deal as people are making it out to be. No, no, not at all. It's, uh, yeah, again, as people were saying, um, like, it's a, like the Fox network is just completely full of different timelines. And yeah. yet, yeah, and every time was. something like this happens, people can't seem to wrap their head around diff like different timelines or like variants or yeah. anything like even though both these companies have done a pretty good job of like telling mm -hmm. you okay this is a different timeline to the one we've been following for all these movies you know even though this whole phase is literally like a the multiverse era of marvel <laughs> it's, it's you think you would have picked it up by now the multiverse saga for real now here's a question because with hugh jackman is he the last great holdout 
Like, where do you go after this? Is he like the last great holdout yeah. for these movies to try yeah. and get to the I'm, MCU? I'm trying to think of like who else you could bring in, and yeah, not really anyone else. I mean, Ian McKellen, maybe, but like you already got Patrick Stewart, and like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, maybe you just want to do it because like he might not be around forever. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm trying to think, like, who else? Like, I mean, I guess if they inevitably ever bring back Coulson, but I think that ship sailed a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And if they do, they'll make it very clear this is not the one that, like, Mm. is from, like, what we know. This is from some other future or Yeah, this is an alternate Coulson. This guy died. I mean, like, like even just other characters, like guys who died in the first ones and never came back. Like, I really thought they would have dusted off Jeff Bridges at some point and would have brought Jeff Bridges back. I mean, they could. I, I've I've been hearing that uh, on that Ironheart um, show, uh, his son is the villain. Ah, Ezekiel Stain. That makes sense because he was a really big deal in the comics, actually, like in the Fraction yeah. era which the Iron Man movie took a lot of information so, from. So we could get flashbacks with, like, we their could, relationship yeah. and setting out, like, why they, they aren't very, like, fond of each Close, other. Close, yeah, and why he yeah. never mentioned them. Yeah. I mean, it's easy. It's like, he's the bastard child. There you go. There you go. James Marston can come back and be cucked by someone else. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. You know what else I wouldn't hate? I wouldn't hate if they brought Michael Chiklis back as the voice of the thing but gave him a better-looking suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was pretty decent as the as the thing. He was it was the yeah, right he, casting. Yeah, he's got the surliness. I wouldn't hate if Michael Chiklis got one last ride with it. In fact, it would be really funny to have a scene where he teams up with Captain America. It's like, hey, you remind me of someone I know. Yeah, yeah. That that'd be pretty good. I I would say they probably bring, they could bring back Thomas Jane's Punisher, but I think Thomas Jane is kind of like a right wing nut. Oh, is he really? That's a I, shame. I want to say he is because I while. think he's done like a couple of those like questionably funded right wing oh, movies. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Like one of those like Breitbart film, Daily Beast yeah. films. Yeah. I want to say that he did one of them, but I know maybe it was someone else. But yeah, pretty sure he is kind of like a little bit of a nut. Oh. Uh, the chat has some good ones there. X23. Yeah. Bring back the actress. She's older now. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Even if just as a cameo, like, yeah, I'm growing into the part of X23. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, you know what? The chat is also right. Elliot Page. That's the right answer. Have him come in and be shadow cat from another universe yeah. and be like, yeah, Hey, I'm uh, Kenny pride. Nice to meet you. Yeah. And have Logan have like a bit where he does a double take. He's like, nice to meet you. Kenny put her there. <laughs> That would be so nice because it's like, hey, Elliot, the fan base still loves you. X-Men has always been about acceptance and queer acceptance and becoming your true self. I think that would be really nice for him to come back. And I mean, fucking Umbrella Academy did it for crying out loud. Why can't the X-Men movies do it? Exactly. I think it sort of fits. Oh, yeah. Someone says Ray Stevenson should come back as the Punisher. And then they're like, but remember, he was also in Thor. Fuck off. Yes, he was. Yeah, no one remembers he's in Thor, you know. Now, no one remembers the Warriors 3. Yeah. Actually, hey, what about Lorelai, who was in an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then never again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in that first Sif episode, it would be funny. You have Lorelai meet, uh, what is it, the female Loki from the Loki show who is also an enchantress, but not <laughs> quite, and have them hang out. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, D- Dakota Johnson is Quake. That's another one everyone is saying, like, actually, with Secret Wars, 
that would pro- or secret invasion that would probably be a good place to do it no i'm mm, see i don't know if they would do that i think if that they start again that ship has sailed yeah and i think like once they start touching agents of shield then it's like well why don't you do colson why don't you do colson that that's the problem the minute they they touch anything on that show you just get like a bunch of people saying okay it's all counted now it's it, it's all there it's you know we're gonna bring it all back and that's never really been the case and I mean, if like friggin' Charlie Cox could come back, then I am almost certain that all the other Netflix people and everything attached to it will come back. That or yeah, they'll probably recast some roles, but yeah. Indeed. Uh, ooh, more super chats here. Uh, the captain couldn't bring back Ray Stevenson's Punisher, like we said. Uh, Eric Santi. Well, they bring back and cast his TV, uh, the TV movie versions of Generation X. Oh my God, <laughs> that. That's like some CW deep cuttery, like when they brought back the Birds of Prey TV show people for one scene. Yeah, Jesus. You know, they're actually saying Ghost Rider. And yeah, I fucking bet that Nick Cage would jump at the goddamn chance to come back into it. And they're probably going to cast younger anyway. They're Mm -hmm. probably going to do, you know, uh, what is it? The newer version of Ghost Rider if they ever do end up making a movie. So yeah, fuck it. Let Nick Cage come back. Yeah, why not? Why not? Because, like, I, uh, then again, I'm like, actually, they did a pretty good version of Robbie on TV in the last mm-hmm, couple seasons mm-hmm. of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. and they did the Nick Cage version. Maybe when we do get MCU Ghost Rider, it's it's Danny Catch, because it has to be. It, it, I, yeah, I guess it has to be, eh? But then that means you get to have your own Spider-Verse moment where you bring all three together. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, again, like, that was on that was on the agents of shield tv series you could just say oh well i mean that's not technically canon anymore so you can kind of variant just, oh, universe we'll variant johnny blaze another robbie reyes you know yeah variants that, that's a shame too because i like quite enjoyed how they did robbie in that show it was pretty good yeah it was pretty good it felt like well he was supposed to get a whole spin-off remember mm-hmm. that didn't happen mm-hmm. yep i don't know why oh. it didn't happen i didn't know either but then again, like Shield was supposed to get a lot of spinoffs that didn't happen, like the Bobby Show. Yeah, the most wanted. Yeah, that didn't end up happening. Huh, that's so weird that it didn't happen. Yeah, and they shot a pilot and everything for that as well. <laughs> what a what about a Hellstrom? What about a Hellstrom oh, yeah, match? Should Hellstrom cross over at some point? Did, did, did that show ever come out, or did I it just did. forget about it? It did. It came out and like immediately died. Okay, I thought it, so. That like, was did, during that that Fox being bought by Disney things. So I was like, well, well, this isn't gonna, you know, fucking go anywhere. It's like one season on Hulu, and that's it. As the chat is reminding us too, the Darkhold was also in Agents of Shield, and I'm like, oh mm-hmm. shit, so it was. Though it being in both doesn't actually contradict anything. No, no. So they kind of did it all and again, right. They mentioned ha- there's multiple. Darkholds and that's true. And books of Ashanti and whatnot. Man, they're really good at covering their asses, aren't they? For continuity, it's with just one little books. word, you just you need to just explain it away as bullshit. You know, <laughs> that's true because it's like some of these books are being written by eighty years by like a hundred different people. Do you think they always talked to each other and knew what was going on? No, they fucked up, and when they did, they just made up some new bullshit to explain it. And sometimes the new bullshit was really good and became continuity. Yeah. That's why, like, I have no problem when people are like, oh, the continuity doesn't line up or all this, that and the other. I'm like, yeah, that's comics, man. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens sometimes. And if you're really good at your job, you get to fix it in the next go around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
That's what's really cool about it. Uh, other super chat here from BB Metalhead 04. Ghost Rider Halloween special for next year. Uh, yes, please. I, I'm interested to see that Werewolf by Night one comes out next week. Um, Does it seriously? Or this week, Holy if shit. you're watching it wow. uh, during the show, it comes out on Friday. Yeah. Um, I'd be interested to see if that means they, they'll do one every year, like they a different should. character every year. They really, really should, because, yeah, get a whole horror anthology going every year. Yeah. The chat also reminding me Runaways and Cloak and Dagger. Oh, fuck, yeah, those were also things that existed. Runaways was actually pretty good. So I heard. I heard it got canceled, so I was afraid to watch it. But, yeah, I imagine people would like to see some of those characters show up again. Yeah, Runaways was actually pretty fun. Yeah, all right. I'm just saying these are uh, I don't think any of these are amazing holdouts. I think you could get these going tomorrow and people would be like, yeah, OK. But with Hugh Jackman, it's like, oh, shit, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So there's your Deadpool news, everyone. Pretty big, but I don't think nearly as big as like everyone's making it out to be because it's like, well, yeah, of course he came back. They paid him a lot of money for it because they know it'll be a big fucking hit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's game and he's down for it. Uh, before we move on, Eric helping us out one more time. Do you think Marvel will do X-Men Life Story? Because I could see Ta-Nehisi Coates, Vida Ayala, Kieran Gillen, uh, Tate Bromble, Victor Leia, Al Ewing take a crack at it. Uh, yeah, that would be a really good... In fact, didn't they kind of do one that was already like Life Story, but for X-Men? They called it something else, though. Marvels is what they called yeah. it, I think. Ma Ma yeah, there was that... But I'm talking like another one, like it was a digital one and like it actually looked like the Generation the Hope. Generation. Yeah, that might have been it. Yeah. It was Generation something where every issue was a different era in the X-Men history and the art even, you know, tried to ape the style at the time. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I would absolutely read another life story, no yeah. matter uh, who it is. I think the format is so great. It is, yeah, yeah. The the, the Spider-Man one was good. The Fantastic Four one was great. Yeah. You could do Iron Man. You could do Captain America. You could do any of these characters who have been around for a very long time. Yeah. Hell, Nick Fury life story would be kind of fun, too, actually, That'd seeing how cool. war and espionage has changed. Yeah. And you could do, like, the Tom Selleck-looking Nick Fury for the first couple issues, and then at the end he passes it off to his son, Nick Fury Jr., the Sam Jackson-looking one. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. I think you could actually make that really solid and also tell a story of being like, I'm a normal human guy who is standing next to these gods and monsters and super scientists and everything, and they, they stay pretty much the same, but I get older and I die. Yeah. I think you could make something like kind of sweetly sad and emotional with that is what I think you could do. It, yeah. And again, like you said, like you could see how espionage has changed over the years mm. from like, you, you know, your usual spy thriller, you know, James Bond type thing to like guys on computers. And, and it's very easy too to say at every point in history. Oh, yeah. Nick Fury was there. Tuskegee experiments. He was there. Three Mile Island. He was there. <laughs> Everything you can think of. He was just there. He was there somewhere. Yeah there somewhere in the background yeah i think uh, i think that's a money maker for sure yeah all right i guess we can move on there to the next big piece of marvel news yes they weren't content with just one piece of big news they had to have two pieces of big news this week and this second story relates to armor wars formerly the don cheadle tv show now officially becoming the don cheadle movie <laughs> which it probably should have been all along probably like like if sam can hold up captain america for then why can't roadie hold up what is essentially iron man for exactly 
And of course, because it was announced as a movie, uh, all those fucking YouTube, fucking twi- Twitter comic book, mm-hmm. you know, you know the people I'm fucking talking about, and the people in the chat know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I like but, you almost said Twits there. It's like, yeah, twi- Twitter, Twit, yeah, you know the one. Oh, they're, they're probably on Twitch, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, they, they, they're quick to say, um, uh, of course this means uh, Iron Man's going to be the lead of, like Tony Stark is coming back mm. and it's going to be the lead because it's now a movie yeah so ridiculous I don't I don't understand their school of thought at all yeah, no well the answer is it is no school of thought they just want people to look at them and pay attention to them so they try and say yeah, what they the think will shitty fucking takes yeah yeah we'll, we'll garner the most attention but yeah this is cool and I almost feel like I could see the wheels turning at Marvel Studios where they're like hey we have Don Cheadle right yeah he's a movie star right yeah why are we only making a TV show with him? We should make a movie with him. And they're like, oh, yeah, we should. Let's get on that. This is Emmy-nominated Don Cheadle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who will be like our new Iron Man surrogate. Yeah, that seems like a winning uh, proposition, right? That's the thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if by the <laughs> end of this, uh, of the movie, uh, and probably it was meant to be in the TV show as well, he ends up becoming Iron Man. Not yes. watching Iron Man. I imagine that because Rhodey was Iron yeah. Man in the comics for a sizable amount of time. Yeah. Which would be super cool, too, because it's like, wow, you know, we actually get to see the quote unquote supporting character sidekick like we did with Sam take up the mantle. We proved exactly. it's a winning formula. Exactly. And I love the idea that they'd both be doing it at the same time. I think that's super, super cool. You also got to wonder, what does this mean for Ironheart now, who seemed like she was probably going to be in that? She and was. I, th- I think Armor Wars was meant to be her introduction, TV. and then she'd be in Black Panther, and then her series. Yeah. But it's like kind of chopped and changed. Where like she's now first in uh, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, which is kind of cool that they can do that this late in the game, where Marvel can be like, "No, we just decided this should be a movie now." Yeah. I think the only time they did something that was even close to this was within humans when it's like, this is going to be a movie. Ooh, actually, no, this is going to be a TV show. (laughs) Is what this is. And I I wonder if we're going to keep seeing that happening. I wonder if it comes down to like, you know, bankability of stars or contract stuff or even just the shifting nature of streaming TV. If we see them do this more in the future, we're like, actually, we think this would work better as a movie. Yeah, I could see that again as well. Maybe budget was the thing as well whereas like in the movie you could probably get a bigger budget maybe i don't know man yeah excited for it though yeah i i am excited to see don Cheadle in an iron man movie and also yeah. seems like he's going to be all over the place because he's going to be in that secret invasion seems like we're going to be getting a lot of him yeah i again probably building up for armor wars and and stuff and i think as well they 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 posited in i think it was in falcon and winter soldier that he's like the vice president at the moment was he or like the vice president of something yeah that's he had like a big important government job yeah yeah, yeah. which he is cool president president iron man that's actually pretty fucking dope i'm actually super okay with that president don Cheel iron man yeah that'd be pretty cool he, he brings out the iron patriot costume again just because yeah yeah i i want them to bring that back Again, it's so funny that the freaking, you know, uh, MCU has been going on for so long now that, oh, yeah, they did Iron Patriot. Yeah, yeah. They totally did that once already. Yeah, I'd love for them to bring that suit back because it looked great. 
they should bring back the other Iron Patriot. Uh, what was it? Uh, Tony Ho. Uh, what is it? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The daughter. one from U.S. Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like big and bulky like the Iron Giant. She'd be a good one. Yeah. I'd like her in that. Oh, first time chatter there. Uh, Don and Wong are the new <laughs> Nick Fury. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's yeah. Dong Don Wong supremacy. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it a lot. I'm all on board for this. Yeah, yeah, that would be super cool to have them go around and be like, hey, we think we need to put a new Avengers team together to fight Kang. And we know there's a lot of new people around, a lot a lot of new talent, as they say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we can make a, a, a new Avengers. Ah, there you go. That's what you're going to call it. An, an all It'd be new, great all too to have done Avengers. Yeah, an all new, all different, you know, it's a, 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 an extreme Avengers, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be even better because like i want don Cheadle to say oh you're about to enter a, a bigger world than you ever could have imagined to someone else <laughs> that he gets to be that person that would be really fun yeah yeah i'm all on board with that uh but yeah there's your armor war news everyone pretty solid now well armor war seems to be you know soaring and you know to new heights that you never considered uh apparently all is not so well over on the blade side of things because blade uh which i think shocked everyone lost its director this week yeah it lost its director and its script is apparently being rewritten because it wasn't yeah. uh it wasn't very good yeah, yeah. Apparently, you know, it was like it wasn't long enough. Apparently, you know, uh, what is it? The main actor. Uh, why is his name escaping me at the moment? Mahashala uh, Ali. Yes, thank you. I'm like, he's incredibly famous. Why the fuck is his name? You've loved him in everything, Joel. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, apparently, you know, rumor. And again, it is rumor with a grain of salt. We can't say for certain that they were maybe unhappy with how the movie was going and saying that, you know, Kevin Feige doesn't have enough time to devote to all the different projects that they got going on now between movies and TV. So yeah, it looks like they're going to have to find someone new. Yeah. And uh, it also makes me wonder if maybe Armor Wars was like them, like turning into a movie was them uh, filling Blade's place. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah. obviously with it being rewritten, and everything i don't think it was going to make because it was meant to come out next year year after maybe it's so hard to keep track of all yeah, of these I, I don't think it's going to uh make that date if they're rewriting from scratch yeah if they got to start all over again Whew. yeah and that, Which, I mean, that's that that's best case scenario they they could just cancel the project god i sure hope not no yeah same because Blade, much like X-Men, where it's like, this was already a successful franchise before even the yeah. MCU. I think people are clamoring and, to see it come back. And they've already kind of hyped Blade up at the end of Eternals with uh, Black Knight there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they sure, it would be really sad to see this. I know some people had some interesting ideas for potential uh, directorial <laughs> replacements. I like the one guy who said, hey, can we drive the truck of Disney money uh what is it up to jordan peele's house and be like hey man how about you make one your way man yeah well, i don't know whether he'd want to do that i'd like I to don't see think it he, though no he he feels like a real artiste he feels like he wouldn't want to do you know like he wouldn't want to put up with all the corporate notes that i'm sure you're getting but man wouldn't that just blow everyone's mind jordan peele coming out like hey man doing one of these the problem is though if he did a blade film he would want to cast daniel kalua as blade <laughs> yeah Daniel was already in the uh black panther series damn <laughs> though hey, he can enough, show he up as the he's in the new one because of being in a jordan uh jordan peele film 
Yeah. I mean, he could still show up as his Black Panther character. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> I am in America now. Oh, no, vampires. <laughs> Don't worry, Blade. I'll help you. Uh. <laughs> See, I think that's a moneymaker. <laughs> Someone saying Del Toro. Wouldn't it be funny if they gave it to Del Toro? Hey, man, what you got? That man has so many movies in development. It would never. That's like a surefire way to make sure Blade never gets made. Never <laughs> happens. And he's always had a million movies going on. Del yeah. Toro. It's a miracle he makes anything happen. Yeah. Yeah. God, I, I've said this story before, but my favorite thing about Del Toro is he has a house that's just for his collectibles. Yeah, just all his horror shit. Yeah just all his collectibles the man like we buy a new cabinet or we buy like a new thing to put in this man bought a house to yeah. put all of his collectibles in. yeah that's that way of water money yeah that's a, that's money. a yeah that's a man with too much power that's a man if you piss off it's like i'm going to my collectible house <laughs> can't tell that man shit and you never could ah <laughs> uh, damn he's going to his collectible house he's too powerful can't stop him <laughs> uh uh, someone said, give it to the woman who did uh, The Lady King. I haven't seen that one yet. I haven't seen it, no, yeah. Is it out? I, I know the action scenes look pretty solid, which, you know, you would want for a Blade movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Blade hitting, you know, hitting some choppy waters here. That's not to say that this has never happened before in the MCU. They've lost writers. They've lost directors. They've had to retool and rejigger. But, you know, usually they end up coming out one way or another. Yeah, and they usually end up being pretty damn good. Yeah, and I think they know that Blade is a potential franchise here because it was oh, a potential yeah. franchise before, and it's a way to open up, you know, the more horror side of their universe, which they've been doing with other stuff. Yeah, I, and I think Kevin Feige wants to go into that horror with, like, Werewolf by Night being that opening door, and then, like, Blade and all these other, Black Knight, all these other heroes who are related to that sort of side of the MCU. Even uh, whatchamacallit, even uh, Moon Knight had some more mm -hmm. like horror mm -hmm. stuff going on yep. with the zombies and the werewolves and everything. Yep. So, you know, not uh, not impossible. Uh, what else we got going on here? Ooh, Captain Kuhn helping us out again as he's been doing all night. The problem of doing Blade anything is the people only like Snipes Blade, not Blade the character, because nobody knows what to do with it. Yeah. Ooh, that and is that, something we'll probably that, have to cross when we get there. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if they come out with this new Blade and, like, you see him on screen for the first time and he's British and all <laughs> that, people are going to get really upset not realizing that, yep, Blade is that's, British. <laughs> that's how he's always been, everyone. I know. Yeah, oh, man, I didn't even consider that, but you're right. That yeah. is a bridge they're going to have to cross. Do people actually like Blade, or do people just like Wesley Snipes they, in his prime when he was the coolest motherfucker they, ever? Yeah, they like that look, you know, the Matrix mm. coat, the glasses. Very that, cyberpunk, very 90s. The sword, that's what the, the fucking Morninja sword, they like all of that shit, whereas Blade was never really that until that the movie yeah that like movie, you can totally yeah. see pre-movie blade and post-movie blade yeah and people need to also realize blade is actually really fu like funny he's like yeah. quippy and everything when he's Dark like gallus humor killing these like vampires Suck so like heads. again that's going to be another thing people are going to complain about oh they made him mcu quips i'm like no that's he's always he been always like kind of was also, like, I mean, Snipes' blade was funny, too. Maybe yeah. not intentionally, but I mean, you know, you know, colored people suck heads and, you know, uh, some motherfuckers always try to ice skate uphill. I mean, that shit's hilarious. It is. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. And then you have all of Blade 3, which is, of course, a comedy. 
Yeah, which is hilarious, not wanting to open his eyes, so they had to CGI eyes onto him. And, yeah. Oh, goddamn. Blade 3, one of the greatest comedies of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Triple H with a little dog. Yeah, and they filled it the- out with comedy actors like Patton Oswald and Ryan That's Reynolds. Because no one was taking that fucking seriously. Because <laughs> they were all just fucking around. <laughs> but yeah it will be interesting to see where they go with blade and yeah if they try and split the difference between comic book blade or if they just try and make you know ali there just be wesley snipes yeah i mean he's cool enough i think he could pull it off if he wanted to i just don't know if he wants to or if they want to Mm -hmm. yeah so i guess we'll see about that uh moving on from there uh, oh hey we have some updates now on human crime wave uh person actively trying to play grand theft auto in real life ezra miller (laughs) so this is a couple weeks old this news everyone like i said we didn't do the show so apparently they discovered and or apprehended miller however you want to you know define that and uh you'll remember they gave like a really lame non-apology where it's like oh you know i'm i'm you know it's unfortunate of all the people who i disturbed with this not saying all the people that they assaulted and all the stuff they stole and everything because you can't say that because that admits wrongdoing and if you admit wrong you can get sued for it later Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so you got to make sure to you know not say you're culpable for anything well apparently the word got out via a very well done variety article where they went into like extreme depths about basically what what the fuck's wrong with Ezra? What the fuck has Ezra been doing? Uh, well, drugs, mental illness, and just genuinely being a weird motherfucker. Anyway, apparently they made a goddamn cult commune out on a farm where they were like collecting <sighs> other non-binary people for like their harem. Not great. Uh, apparently they thought they were simultaneously uh, Jesus and the devil at the yep. same time. Yep, of course. Yep. Which I, is a I, hell of a multi I often think that as well, yes. It's completely yes, normal. It yeah. we're, we're normal people, you know, wake up in the morning, oh, it's good to be Jesus and the devil at the same time. <laughs> they they also apparently started including Flashpoint stuff into their delusions as well. They thought that they were going to bring about the dimensional merge. Yeah, this is some Chris Chan shit. I, I could not believe that where I'm like, oh, my God, is Ezra Miller talking about the fucking dimensional merge? Why is this it, like a shared delusion it, amongst crazy people? It it, it, it kind of makes me sad. Like, I'm, I'm glad that it's the Kiwi forums are down. But I'm also Definitely. sad that we don't have a, an open channel to Chris Chan in jail now. And just like, what are your thoughts about this guy <laughs> claiming that he's, he's he's taking your shtick? What's happening? Yeah, it really feels like Ezra Miller stealing your shit, Chris <laughs> Chan. I, I would be upset if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the big takeaway from all of this is don't worry uh, because, you know, uh, Ezra Miller has been captured, uh, probably sedated in whatever the fuck treatment they're forcing them to go to. And uh, Flashpoint movie will be going ahead uh, without any worries because Warner Brothers Discovery has decided we're just going to pay off all of Ezra Miller's victims. So none of this comes to court. Hollywood. Now as well, like, like just like taking that amount of money and then including it into everything that like that movie has gone through by being delayed reshoots, all Mm -hmm. this bullshit. Like how much do you reckon? Like it's going to cost them now. 
200 million dollars that we know of which means it probably costs 300 million dollars because hollywood always <laughs> lies and undervalues themselves so always put another one on top of what you know of and let's say about a million dollars per person that ezra miller has hurt and or inconvenienced so you know whatever that becomes and whoever else comes out of the woodwork for it but apparently they just care about flashpoint that much that they are willing to pay off victims <sighs> They, they, and it's they, not a crime, they, everyone. They it's are totally so fine. sure that this movie is going to like do well. Sure are. As Cameron Winkle brings up in the chat, and Warner Brothers Discovery is also being sued by their investors yes. right now because they probably undervalued some shit too. Maybe this wasn't Zaslaw's fault. Maybe this was the outgoing regime's fault. But again, doesn't matter because that means they might be forced to, you know, give up more money in settlements. <laughs> Everything is fucked. It's it's like it's like you think to yourself, like, this has got to stop eventually, right? Like, shit's going to calm down. You know, it's all going to be fine. This is just regular industry stuff. No, apparently something new and horrible happens every day at Warner every Brothers day Discovery. Every Warner Brothers Discovery, there's something bad. <laughs> yeah. As uh, Tevye is saying, too, the, also the big rumor going around that apparently Warner Brothers Discovery might be getting sold to Comcast. Again, they're saying that, oh, no, that's not happening. That's crazy. That's just conjecture. If that was to happen, it has to happen in in a few years because of like contracts yeah. and stuff so it's still quite a way out yeah as the chat reminding us too they lied about having more hbo max subs than they yes. did and then they proceeded to fuck up hbo max with their yeah. subs so you know yeah started cutting it up and selling off like uh Pieces. ip rights or just like straight up just like getting them off of digital platforms Ugh, to take tax uh, rest. That's so fucking horrible. Poor Final Space. Yeah, which is that's a show what I, I love. Which I love so much. Olin Rogers is a great guy. Followed me on Twitter. They took it digitally off the service. And in a couple like months, it'll disappear from international services, meaning that uh, you'll never be able to see three seasons of it because the two, they didn't make enough DVDs of season one and two and season three never got any DVDs press, which means when it's gone, it's gone unless you're willing to pirate. And in fact, uh, what is it? Rogers was talking to pirates on Twitter and he's like, hey, thanks for saving my show. And thank you for sending me a copy of season three. Yeah. They never sent me one. That's Yeah, that's completely fucked. <laughs> That's wow, so the way fun. they the way they undervalue animators. Holy shit. Uh, we got some super chats on YouTube here. Functorial. I think the final frontier of MCU stunt casting is getting former DC actors to play the Squadron Supreme. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Squadron turn up. It's Henry Cavill. It's, it's Ben Gal Gadot. Affleck. Uh, yeah, Gal Gadot. All of those people. Yeah, except That's... Ezra Miller. No. <laughs> yeah, Ezra Miller. Get Grant Gustin or someone. <laughs> That's even better. We'll get Grant Gustin to come. Yeah. <laughs> uh, BB Metalhead there. They canceled Batgirl for pennies, but are willing to spend an insane amount for The Flash. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Seems it's, fucked up and wrong, and yeah, like Hollywood's I, a gross place. I don't know why they are so adamant this Flash movie succeeds. Like, like they have like a bunch of. They could have been like, okay, no, no, no we're going to bank on like the the next the Batman film or like. Mm -hmm. a new superman film or something you know something mm -hmm. big but but not this this one that they have to bank on i, I it's just uh, so confusing and i don't even think it's the flash they care about i think they care yeah. that it's michael keaton back as batman i think is what well, they're really betting on which is funny because they've not really promoted that as much well no well no like well i've heard like that yeah they're betting on that but then they also reshot his scenes in aquaman 
so yeah, that it's Affleck take him again. out. Because they originally was Affleck, but then they reshot it as Keaton, and then they reshot it as Affleck again. The, the answer is they have no fucking idea what they're doing. Oh, God. And as Bland Man again says, crazy how the future of the entire company is now essentially in the hands of Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> hey, did you notice a thing about uh, Black Adam? I noticed this when I watched Death Battle for this week because they had uh, Black Adam versus Apocalypse Death Battle. I guess Death Battle is owned in part by Warner Brothers, you know, because they own the company that owns the I, I guarantee you that video was uh, was asked to be made by them. Oh, 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 100% it was. You know, it was embedded marketing. Here's the thing about that video that blows me away. They do a pretty good job giving you Black Adam's history. They never once used the word dictator. Yeah, I, again, it's the same as in the comics. They haven't, you know... Uh, they've been made it very clear that you know, we're not going to touch on that. The last time that was actually touched on was when Jeff Johns was writing him in Doomsday Clock. Yeah, they don't say dictator. They don't say king for life. And I'm like, oh, you guys are trying really, really hard to downplay, you know, like the more, you know, socio-politically icky parts of the character, which is a shame because those are the interesting parts of the character. Yeah, yeah. Like your whole thing like, oh, he's an anti-hero. He kills. He doesn't care. But he's not a dictator, though. You yeah. just want to state that he's not a he's not a bad man. I mean, he's a bad, but he's not that bad man. <laughs> it just feels like so limp-wristed and mealy-mouthed where it's like, yeah, hardcore character. Oh, he's not like Superman. But he's not that different from Superman. You know, he's approachable and marketable. They're, they're going to try They're gonna try and make uh, Kandak into like basically Wakanda. Where it's I like, very much where feel they that think way. like, well, it's an iso- well, Wakanda's an isolationist state. I'm like, yeah, but they don't have like a dictator king or anything yeah. like that. They, they had a royal family that wasn't touched by colonialism, and even then, they go out of the way to be like, no, you know, T'Challa and his family are good and selfless and everything, and are always giving of themselves. Mm-hmm. And also, too, in the last couple of years, they've done away with the monarchy in yeah. Black Panther in the books, and even in the movie, they were kind of on their way of doing away with the monarchy. Monarchy. they're like now we're gonna maybe have more election we'll, we'll have a queen and king regent but it'll be really more of you know like uh like a ceremonial thing because you know kings for life it's hard to make that guy a hero yeah 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 when no one's allowed to have an election uh ethan stoot helping us out in the chat there yo ho ho a pirate's life for me i mean when fucking Warner brothers discovery that's how they want you to do it yeah yeah and then they'll complain why no one wanted to watch this i'm like well motherfuckers you You took it away away. (laughs) it's again hey there are a few times in your life when you can say piracy is completely morally acceptable it's completely morally acceptable here the creators are even egging you on going yes Yes. please steal my work if it's the only way it can live on and if it's the only way they can get a hold of it (sighs) yeah Tell me about it. Yeah. Which, yeah, just lets you know how fucked up the Hollywood system is and how much it really undervalues artists. Yeah. For reals. Uh, but, yeah, so there's that news, everyone. Warner Brothers, still fucked up? Yeah, Black Adam comes out kind of soon. I guess so, and they're really they're really hoping that just by putting the rock in there, it'll right the ship and do everything they need it to do. Yeah, which from what everything I've seen of it, like he's like the least interesting thing of this fucking film. I've heard that too, but it's like, look, you know, if we build it around this big star, they will come. Every other rock movie does big, superhero movies do big, so one and one make two. <laughs> yeah, and that, like I'm sure- again, they're gonna get the the wrong uh, idea from this. And realize, oh. 
Black Adam is the reason people are here, not the JSA, which seem to be a lot more interesting. Yeah, they're either going to be like, we got to put Black Adam in everything now moving forward, or we need to get like Tom Cruise to be Green Lantern next, and we need to build everything around Tom Cruise because he's just such a big bankable star. I mean, I, I would not mind a Tom Cruise, Hal Jordan, <laughs> like just because that he, he, it's, he's his fucking Top Gun character. Yeah, but then Tom Cruise would actually want to go to space, though. Yeah. Oh, he's that already doing different. that, so. I guess he is. He's making he? that Fuck. fucking movie in space. Yeah. Oh, shit. Again, th they'll get the wrong lesson, and then it won't matter because someone else will own them in a little bit. Yeah, and then they'll fuck up everything else. And yeah, it's just a, a cycle, yeah. An endless cycle of Warner Brothers that has been playing out forever. Now, hey, as far as comic news goes, uh, Teeny Howard is actually going to be taking the reins of Harley Quinn with issue number 28. Uh, I haven't been reading Harley in a while, which mm. is a shame because I've heard nothing but good things about that Stephanie Phillips run. Yeah, I've heard it was pretty good, and I know Stephanie Phillips knows her stuff. Yeah, most definitely. It looked fun. It looked cool. I know they're going out with a bang. They've got a story going on right now, like, who killed Harley Quinn? Oh, okay. So, you know, it seems like she had a really good run. I'll have to check it out there. I know they made, like, Dr. Uh, what is it, Dr. Hugo Strange, a Harley villain, which makes a lot of sense because she's a psychologist and he's yeah. a psychologist. Yeah, that's cool. They have a lot in common. I'm like, that's a good idea. Yeah, more people should have done that. Yeah. I like that. So, yeah, maybe I'll check that out. I've always liked Teeny Howard's work, too. I always felt that she was a little underappreciated. So, you know, getting the reins of what is essentially the fourth pillar of DC ain't too bad. No, oh, yeah. And never forget, everyone, Harley is the fourth pillar of DC. Yeah, absolutely she is. <laughs> like, now more than ever, with that, like, successful show and everything else, like, no, she definitely is the fourth creative pillar. Yeah, like, it's not even show. a joke now. Yeah, James Gunn, Suicide Squad, yeah. Yeah, like, I like I don't even say passive-aggressively anymore. Like, no, she actually legitimately is. Yeah. And it's a good thing they do have her, or else it would just be a tripod. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's all we got to say about that. Ooh, friend of the show, Jim Zub, is returning to the world of Rick and Morty with Rick and Morty versus Cthulhu. Yes, I saw this and thought it was kind of pretty cool. I never yes. thought about that, yeah. Well, again, if you watch the opening credits for Rick and Morty, you see them running away with a Cthulhu yeah. egg from Cthulhu, and they never explain that, so it now looks like Jim Zub gets the chance to finally explain that story. Explain that, yeah. That's cool. The Rick and Morty comics have actually been pretty solid. I loved the Dungeons and Dragons ones that Jim Zub wrote, and apparently all the other ones are really good too because it actually mm. gets okayed by Royland and Harmon, so they sign off on everything. That's cool. It's, uh, it kind of makes them like canon adventures to the TV show. In their own way and everything. Have you been watching uh, Rick and Morty this season? I think it's like four episodes in. I haven't, though. I ha I've got it. Like It's, it's coming out on Netflix here, um, and I've just been like waiting for it to finish. Nice. They did an episode uh, last week that was basically like their own parody of us <laughs> where the family meets like their night people, you know, the other versions of them that only come out when they're sleeping. And I'm like, oh, that's a fun science fiction concept. Nice. Nice. Also, the portal gun is broken as of the end of last season. So getting anywhere is really hard for them now. So they've had several episodes that just took place at the house. Oh, that's cool. It is. I'm like, that's good to challenge yourself as writers to be like, you know what? The portal gun is a crutch sometimes. Yeah. And this also probably uh, makes the show a bit more cheaper. A little bit cheaper so they don't have to draw crazy alien worlds every single time. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's pretty solid. Uh, but don't be shocked if Jim Zub comes on the show to talk about that, because usually when he's promoting it, he usually likes to stop by. And I feel so bad with his new Conan thing. I lost that interview with him. We talked about Dungeons and Dragons and Conan history, and the audio was fucked on it because I was running that end of it. And I feel so bad we lost that episode. <laughs> it's one of the most proud things that I've ever lost. Uh, oh. Captain Coon, once again, helping us out. Uh, Batman is the DC building itself. Everything else is in the shed out back five miles down the hill that's being neglected. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Somewhere Booster Gold is just like, water, please, water. <laughs> Get down, you. <laughs> no one wants you. I mean, they keep saying they do, but we don't believe them. Yeah, everyone keeps saying they want you and they want they want Blue Beetle, but uh, every time we bring them back, uh, they yell at us because it's the wrong Blue Beetle, even yep. though this is the one you wanted because he teams up with Booster Gold. <laughs> and every so often they'll throw a line down there too, like, hey, Tim Drake, you've been down there for like about a decade. Would you like to come back up for a bit? Are you going to make me wear a brown suit and have a code name that's my real <laughs> name? Mm, we'll see. <laughs> His new book started this week, and it I, did, I, I haven't heard a single thing about it, which tells me everything I need to know about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it later. I have some good things to say, and I have some complaints about yeah, cause it. Because I, I caught up on the writers, uh, that uh, Young Justice Dark Crisis uh, book, and uh, I, oh boy. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but I did like flip through it, and I got to the end, and when I got to the end, I'm like, fuck right off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. not only is, is it not in one of these, uh, these paradise worlds that we thought it was and would explain mm. everything but it it, it, it isn't this is so this, how these characters are <laughs> so this dark crisis tie-in is not even really involved in dark no, crisis fuck not you not at all <laughs> fuck you <laughs> reader but hey you know what i you, you kept saying my book read like bad fan fiction well now i have a reason for why i read like bad fan fiction i'm just being cheeky <laughs> But yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one when we get to it. Uh, what else we got going on here? Oh, here's a really unexpected one. Space Case, the Gerard Way character from his newer Doom Patrol run, is actually going to be in Doom Patrol Season mm -hmm. 4. What is more exciting than that is, oh my god, Doom Patrol Season 4. I assumed Warner yeah. Brothers Discovery killed it. I think it was too far along in production. I guess. Well, thank God for that. Yeah, although in saying that, yeah, I mean, they did cancel a Bat Batgirl film when it was, like, done. So, yeah, they could have canceled it. But, yeah, maybe they've just realized that, like, yeah, a lot of people like it, you know? This is one of the best, most accurate things we do. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying watch this one really closely, everyone, because there's, like, a 90% chance this is going to be the last one. Yeah, watch it as much as you can. Get that retention yeah. on, on, on it up. Yeah. Like with Stargirl this season, I'm like, this is so much fun. I should really enjoy it because they're going to kill this one dead when it's done, I can tell. Yeah. You, you know what really disappoints me about Stargirl? It's getting mm. a crossover, I think, this season. I know, I saw the pictures. Oh, and I I'm know, like, that blows. Like, oh, oh. Of all the shows to cross over yeah. with, that one fucking really. Yeah, you can, you know, get Flash in there, Superman or something, you know? I mean, maybe it'll be good. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Maybe it'll know. be good because it's these people working on it. I, I mean, I would like to see like if after the uh, after it, like the the Titans world somehow gets a little bit lighter thanks to being in contact with Star Girls world. You know. Well, it's funny you should Daddy say Pat that. Gives them some fatherly advice or something. I don't oh. know. <laughs> 
yeah, make it so they're not such pissy brats. It's funny you should say that, Matt, that hanging out with Stargirl will make the show a little brighter because the showrunner of Titans said this week, yeah, hey, for next season, I promise we're going to start doing away with the blue filter. Nice. Oh, cool. So I think you fucking nailed it, Matt. I think you figured it out. <laughs> he had a talk with Jeff Johns about it. And yeah, <laughs> yeah you got you to gotta stop that shit right now, bro. <laughs> also, like, it's kind of weird because, yeah, as people are saying in the chat, Titans and Doom Patrol were kind of spinoffs of each other but not like the doom patrol is in the titan show but it's, it's not the, the it's doom patrol that you would... yeah it's a different doom patrol yeah it's a totally different doom patrol but like the house is the same and it's like oh yeah you wanted this to be more interconnected than it ended up being and thank god it wasn't actually yeah crisis made it very clear that all of these uh, are, are on different earths yeah and swamp thing is there too somewhere being really sad yeah in his swamp that you know tax reasons of why his show got cancelled yeah after one episode yeah they cancelled it after one. Oh god that's so fucking cruel <laughs> i still can't get and over then they that never, like even attempted to like bring it back in any way. i know i i kept waiting for swamp thing to show up on legends i'm like he'd be great yeah. for legends have him show up legend yeah or like doom patrol or something or, you know something yeah. where they could use use the suits and stuff yeah, yeah. you have the costume come on yeah. they made a full floronic man costume and it's used once in the entire oh. show at the end of the last episode oh that's just that's just a fucking killer yeah that's such such a goddamn waste <laughs> Uh, speaking of waste, actually, in television, uh, Matt Wagner's Grendel, which was a show they were developing at Netflix, apparently also canceled, even though they were actually apparently pretty far along in that one, too. Which is strange for Netflix because they put out any old shit. They sure do. Were they f afraid that it might be good? Yeah, I guess so. It will be kind of too many good things. Only Stranger Things and Cyberpunk Edge Runners can be good. Yeah, really. Hey, hey, now, we also got more Big Mouth coming soon and a new Nick Kroll comedy special. They, they've they been paying the bills around here. <laughs> I I did like Nick Kroll's uh, last comedy special. It was actually pretty funny. <laughs> he mostly talks about snacks and pooping himself. It's pretty good. That's pretty powerful, of course, for Nick Kroll. Mad, mad relatable. Hey, I also like snacks. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, a Grendel, which I, I I am only kind of aware of Grendel. I mm. see it on the shelf when I buy other comics. They're like, oh yeah, that's pretty popular. They've done a lot of those. No clue what it's about. I see it on the shelf and go like, huh, what symbiote is that? <laughs> I know it looks such like a symbiote. It, it, it looks like fucking Black Suit Spider-Man. Yeah, it looks like, wow, you just, uh, what is it, sawed off the serial numbers on that, this one. Not only that, but like, sometimes like they'll get an artist that's literally drawn like like Venom or like Symbiote yeah. Spider-Man and it looks exactly the same. You know what we're going to do, actually? We're actually going to look... I know he had a crossover with Batman. Yes, that's right, which clearly must have been popular enough. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to go over here right now. We're going to actually, you know, look at Grendel and see what the fuck it's about. Okay. Grendel was a masked identity of Hunter Rose, a successful author. Oh, he's a writer. Okay. As Grendel worked as an assassin before taking control of New York City's organized crime world, he first appeared October uh, 1982 in the anthology Comico Primer. Oh, so he's a pre-existing character? Okay, yeah. So is is that like, in the... Like an anti-Punisher kingpin. Yeah, I was going to say, is he like in the... Is this like in the universe of Grendel, or is this like a real fucking thing? Zone series, was was a... Uh, as a backup story in Wagner's series Mage. Oh, so he's a 
back up in like other uh yeah, matt got, wagner stories he got popular that he got his own book yeah is the fall he had an ongoing that lasted for 40 issues uh the publishing rights languished after comico's bankruptcy but grendel was resurrected uh by dark horse comics which is where i knew it for a 10-part series grendel Warchild, written by uh wagner uh oh shit was some uh stuff written by greg rucka in there too okay Okay, so grendel has a way longer and more in-depth history than i thought yeah again i just look at him and see symbiote spider-man and then also his name is grendel which is related to like king and black stuff and like all the stuff donny cates was doing so i immediately think of like symbiote spider-man or a symbiote uh, he didn't just get one Batman crossover. He got two. He got Oof. one in 1993, and he got another one in 2008. Wow. Oh, and he fought the Shadow over in Dynamite Comics. Oh, cool. So fuck me. I learned a lot about Grendel. Apparently, it's a way more involved character than I thought. Yeah, I, I again, it's like a, a Dark Horse book, and we don't really deal with Dark Horse stuff, yeah. Not that there isn't good stuff there. It's no. just Dark Horse doesn't pay our bills. No, no. Trust me, I'm sure there's lots of shit I'd love to talk about. I, I'd love to make, you know, uh, videos on, like, Jason Aaron's scalped and everything yeah. else that I, I enjoy. I know for a fact there is a lot of books on Dark Horse and, like, Image and IDW that I want to talk about. I just can't, just, again, because of time. But then also people wouldn't be interested in it. I mean, shit, man. Power Rangers got a hundred goddamn issues, I and know. I've still... And I've barely read any of it. Fucking the Star Trek book. I want to fucking read the Star Trek book. It's up to 400 issues. Wow. Uh, Freaking everything Kyle Higgins is doing. It started with Radiant Black. Now it's a whole goddamn interconnected universe with several other characters and books. I'm like, wow, that sounds like I'd really enjoy that. Why is my work as a comic critic stopping me from reading stuff as a comic fan? Ed Brubaker. I've actually read some of them, but Ed Brubaker is doing like these really cool like 1960s, 70s era like crime epics that are all interconnected in some sort of way. And oh, they are fantastic. I read two of them and they're brilliant. But yeah, again, that sounds like my jam. Again, I can't make videos of it because people aren't interested. Fucking a new Black Sad book came out. Black Sad, which is the beautiful like story. It's like it's like a 1920s hard bitten detective world, but everyone's anthropomorphic animals. I bought it, but because it's like 100 pages, because they're all beautiful artwork painted things there and, you know, they're longer than I still never got to fucking read. I'm like, oh, I'm going to read it for the, you know, I'm going to cover it for the channel. And then it's like, Joel, this is like book five of a big series. No one fucking knows who John Black Sad is. You would have to explain that and then you'd have to cover 100 pages and it's a mystery. So you'd be ruining the mystery by covering it the way you're doing. So, no, you can't and, do and then, that. Then you would have to make a video explaining, laboriously explaining about how you're not a furry. And then exactly. That's the other problem. <laughs> Although I'm sure I'd make a lot of new fans. <laughs> They'd be like, ah, yes, Joel, you know, he's he, he's down for the cause. He gets us, <laughs> you know, just like if I ever do another Juggalo related thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's down. He, he fights for us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's worse fans to have than Juggalo fans, but they have a gathering. <laughs> and sometimes they invite celebrities. If you're like a niche wrestler or comedian or musician, you can get invited to the gathering in the woods. <laughs> yeah, in the in the not creepy at all woods. Yeah, in the back of like the Appalachian Mountains, yeah. I have always said if I ever had a lot of money in a blank check, I would love to do like a nerdy travel show, you know, like like you gotta eat here or diners, drive-ins and dives, but do it for crazy conventions and in- events yeah. like that. Yeah. 
it would just be like me going to them where yeah. it's like, hey yeah, man, here I am. To like, yeah, conventions, you know, the yeah. the the dildo convention. Yeah. Yeah. Here I am at the mermaid festival on the yeah. wharf. It's just people dressing up like mermaids. Here I am at the ventriloquist convention, which is a thing that's big enough they apparently have it every fucking year. Jesus. Yeah. There's a Dungeons and Dragons cruise coming next year called like D20 at sea. And I'm like, I want to go that's there. So what? Cool. What are Dungeons and Dragons nerds looking like when they're on a big boat in the Caribbean? Because, like, I love Dungeons and Dragons. You can't play it outside. Your sheets go everywhere. You lose your dice. It's going to be a bunch of people not in pools. It's going to be them inside playing D&D. Yeah, that's, that'd be really... Um, do they make... The, the boat has to be, like, its own, like, like DM, almost, like, <laughs> like, like level. It should or something yeah it really fucking sh oh man uh there was a thing there D, D in a castle it was like a bunch of like the critical <clears throat> role affiliated people like uh, uh like a bunch of people that you would know from the D, &D space they bought a castle in scotland and sold trips for people to come and play dungeons and dragons in a real fucking castle yeah, well they make enough on t from fucking twitch to be able to do that so yeah i know right hard to believe yeah I'm down for it. Uh, Cowboy helping us out in the chat. Curious why uh, Bucky is in the Thunderbolts cast. Uh, this is a good fit for it. He's I think we talked about... Fucking keep an eye on John Walker and make sure he yeah, doesn't really. fucking kill anyone again. Anyone with a shield again. I think we talked about this before. <laughs> What's cool about that Thunderbolts cast is that, again, they're all basically the dark reflections of a hero. They're all like the failed backup in one way or another. I, yeah, well, I think I, I said this. is like you've got like the guy who was Captain America and like fucking failed at it. So you, mm -hmm. you, you just turn to like the guy who was literally there with Captain America in World War Two. Like yep. that that you get the guy if you can't get the real captain america you get the next best thing which is him and you have the russian captain america who yeah. failed and you know the the black widow who's even more morally dubious than the other one yep yep again i think it works i'm excited for it yeah uh what else we got here uh, i think that was it i think that was all the news for this week Whew. it was biggie this is what happens when we take a week off yeah a lot of news yeah, so I only read one, two, three, four, five. I only read like five books this week before we start. I read one a day. Do we want to like uh, just shotgun through these right quick? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right, what are some ones I know we both read for sure? Ah, I know we both read Action Comics. We did, yeah, the start of the Kal-El Return storyline. Yeah, yeah, Superman's back on Earth and he's doing it up Big Willie style, telling kids to wear their seatbelts. <laughs> yeah, and be be good to their parents and everything. All your classic Superman stuff. Love everything about it, so good. Uh, also, Superman didn't come back to Earth alone. He brought fucking War World with him, and it's just hanging out in Earth's atmosphere. It's, it's the double sun, yeah. It's now the second sun. And, I mean, it makes sense he would bring it. He couldn't just, like, leave it for, like, whoever no. else to, like, come around and just take it over, yeah. Yeah, hey, I went through all this trouble to liberate this planet. Now I feel responsible to watch over it. Yeah, and some of the people want to, like, move to Earth and live there because yeah. they were just... Of course you do. You don't want to live on Warworld. Um, Some of these people don't have homes or races yep. to go back to because Mongol killed them all. Yep. And, uh, of course, the the Earth, the United Nations, is kind of concerned about that because... Mm. Uh, it's yeah, called Warworld. It's, yeah, it's called Warworld, whose people are full of, like, warlike races. So, yeah, that's a big problem. 
it is. I, I love Superman as just like this great beacon of like the refugee dream and like the immigrant dream being like, look, you know, this planet took a chance on me. And, you know, I think if you take a chance on these people, too, and give them a chance to surprise you, you know, I think they'll do it. I'm like, oh, that's really sweet for Superman, actually. Yeah, show them the decency that you showed me and that that you should show everyone else. It's really nice. Also, the whole Superman family got to come to that meeting, including Connor. I'm like, oh, fuck, this must be serious. They invited Connor for a change. Yeah, he's he's been in the backups, which make that that young justice dark crisis book even worse when he's like oh i'm never invited to anything I'm, you know i'm you the, just the, were the, the red the red-headed stepchild it's like no no you're not <laughs> yeah literally not that backup is good too because it deals with Thoa law and the fallout mm -hmm. from all of that and it got to be a superman family adventure i'm like yeah. oh this is good yeah it was really good um, but yeah, uh, what else happens? Oh yeah, um, Lex Luthor decides, oh, Superman's back, I'm gonna get back on my xenophobic shit, and... Sure is, and, and like fuck, never before. Yeah, and, and fuck his shit up, and he travels to, to Warworld, and we learn that he's been in contact with someone on Warworld, we're not sure who. Yeah, someone's feeding him information, apparently, from Superman's own camp, which is interesting. Also, I, I love you. You said Lex Luthor goes to World. No, he sends a robot surrogate to World because he's like, oh, this place is dirty and poor and I yeah, hate that's it. like his Super neural imprint or something. So it's like, yeah, he's there, but not really there. <laughs> he totally takes one from the Xenophobe playbook, too. And he's like, oh, if Superman had his way, Earth would look like this, too. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, yeah. He, he's really piling it on. And I love it. I love it. It's like, Same. oh, finally, xenophobic Lex is back. <laughs> we haven't seen it in a while. It really no. is a return to form, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he, he ends up getting his hand on an orphan box, uh, which he wasn't interested in until Superman announced that they are going to be using, uh, I guess, people. the Genesis technology from Warworld to better Earth. Which is so beautiful, Luther. Wait, wait, wait. There's advanced technology on Warworld, and you're going to be giving it away for free, not on no, Lex's not on watch. Or not. I can I can sell this to people and use it to kill Superman. <laughs> and uh, he tries to use the tech to try and get Metallo back on his side because Metallo's fallen apart in prison. <laughs> it's really fucking sad, actually. It is, yeah. He's uh, he's had his voice box removed. He's, he's literally just like a torso sitting in a chair and can't you know move or anything like that Can't and his, speak. his sister becca is there and uh you know was just trying to like help him and everything and he's depressed and doesn't want any help and everything yeah because because you were telling me like metallo like redeemed himself in some of the last runs and he was like a friend to the superman family uh, i don't know if it was it, i know um atomic skull did that right um, okay am i thinking of someone else like who like someone became a friend to the superman family Cyborg you were telling superman me. kind of tried to like he uh he got locked in the fortress of solitude and like wanted to try and at least try and better himself mm. uh, and that's gone fucking completely out the window now um but was it him or was it kryptonite man i was thinking of maybe kryptonite man I remember there was a run a long time ago where it's like oh yeah, shit he's actually well, friends with well that's him. the thing it's been a while since we've seen metallo like like a long time and they're promising that, like, hey, this is a full reboot of Metallo with War World Tech, much like Philip Kennedy Johnson helped rework Mongol into a big new mm -hmm. villain. He's promising to do the same with Metallo, which is pretty fucking dope. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to him now playing with like classic Superman villains like yeah. Lex Luthor and uh, Metallo and whoever else will show up. 
And it's been so long, like you said, yeah. since we've seen Metallo, where I'm like, hell yeah, I'm totally uh, stoked for a Metallo it, story. It's been so long since we've had Lex Luthor as a Superman villain. He's been That's like, true. Every, he's been like big Justice League villains, or like, or like a yeah. Batman villain or something. Shit, yeah. yeah. Even in the John book, he wasn't a straight up villain. No. He was like kind of playing both sides of the fence in that yeah, book. Yeah, he was just in the background there. Yeah, that's right. Wow, wow, you're absolutely right. Yeah, this this really did feel like a back to basics. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Same, very much so. Yeah, Action Comics from Philip Kennedy Johnson gets a big thumbs up from both of us. Yeah. Uh, what else did we have this week that I think uh, we both covered? Oh, did you did you read the Judgment Day tie-in for Amazing Spider-Man? Oh, was that out this week? I thought it was next yes, week. Yes, it was. Okay, I've it got. To, I've, I'm gonna because I'm gonna be jumping back on Spider Man when because I said right. I was gonna jump back on Spider Man once that came out and start reading. Okay. I haven't read that one yet. No, I won't spoil the big twist at the end for you. But basically, <laughs> it's Spider Man gets to spend the day with the progenitor so the progenitor can decide if he's worthy or not, and the progenitor takes the form of Gwen Stacy. Yeah, yeah, I could. See, yeah, okay. Which, which the reason why he does that and not like Uncle Ben or his parents or even Harry or something is, is kind ben of a still big... alive? No, actually, uh, Uncle Ben disappears to Aunt May. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, okay, yeah. That makes more sense. And, and, like, Aunt May's not worried about the end of the world at all. She's not scared. She's not even upset because, like, yeah, fucking of course Aunt May got a thumbs up. The progenitor's an asshole, but he's not crazy. Yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, Peter, I'm just super stoked to get to see, like, the ghost of, you know, Ben hanging out with me and everything. I got a thumbs up. What about you? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, eh, God's still undecided. He's been following me around for 24 hours, and even I don't know. Ooh, ooh there is a bit of continuity problems, though, because uh, we see Carol Danvers show up in ghost form to Kamala, but, oh, she already showed up when she was in costume in the Judgment Day book, and Kamala beat the crap out of her. <laughs> So, uh-oh, continuity problems. Uh-oh, uh-oh. This, this one is darkly funny, though. Like, I forget sometimes that Zeb Wells is hilarious because the last mm -hmm. couple Spider-Man issues have been super serious. Yep, yep. Here he gets to be funny, though, and gets to, like, play a lot of jokes. Like, Randy is, like, still getting his suit done for his wedding with Beetle. And Peter's like, why don't you care if you're being judged, Randy? And he's like, meh, way I looked at it, it's an alien. It's got its own, you know, fractured sense of right. And what do I care if it thinks I'm, you know, good or bad? You know, either I'll pass and it'll be fine or the world will be destroyed. And I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, Randy, good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then it all comes to a big head at the end where Spider-Man basically has to, you know, like get on his knees and explain what he's been doing with Norman to what is essentially the ghost of Gwen. And in doing so, he drops a little tidbit about what might have happened six months ago that broke him and MJ up. Ooh, okay. So you finally get a, you, you get almost an answer. You get like half an answer and it's here in a Judgment Day tie. <laughs> <laughs> that some people probably won't even read just for that reason. Yep, yep. But yes, if you were interested in it, it's kind of here, kind of. Cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I, I thought it was coming out next week, so I'm jumping back on that, so I can jump back on Amazing Spider-Man. Nice. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? Uh, well, just keeping with the Judgment Day tie-ins, I had two Avengers tie-ins. I had Avengers. Mm, I was going to read those next. I had Avengers issue sixty, uh, which was fantastic because it was written by Mark Russell. Ooh, nice. Um, it's uh, Hawkeye versing a blue mailbox. <laughs> sounds like a mark russell book yeah so uh hawkeye gets judged by the the progenitor the progenitor shows up as black widow uh, oh. and uh he 
Hawkeye doesn't really believe it. He thinks that it's just Nat playing a fucking joke on him, and then he mm-hmm. like finds out that it's it's um the progenitor, and the progenitor explains that like uh, humans are, are what it calls tilf, and um, mm. of course Hawkeye thinks that means terrestrials. I like to fuck, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it basically yeah. means it's 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 a it's a a a group of beings or a race that are like arrogant and like self absorbed, but hate those traits in other people. So they have mm-hmm. to be so uh, celestial has to sort of like sort them out quickly. Um, which Not is a bad why they're read. being judged, and uh, again, like like you were talking about Randy Hawkeye is like, why do I have to listen to your arbit- like frankly arbitrary rules? You don't have a baseline for for judging, so like, why should I listen to your rules? Yeah, and and so the progenitors are okay. You want a baseline? The baseline is that mailbox over there. Do you provide <laughs> more for humanity and uh, bring peace in humanity than that mailbox? And and wow. it leaves it leaves Clint like overthinking things where he sees like the mailbox like like it's convenient for people and people are delivering their mail to it and it's doing its job and everything and he keeps thinking <laughs> is like am I like doing my job? Is like is the good I do actually good or is it good because I'm good at it? And he mm-hmm. keeps he's like talks with luke cage about it and luke cage has no idea what the fuck he's going on about <laughs> and like because luke's already been judged without even knowing and yeah yeah and and clint um ends up he ends up passing uh and it's because the the progenitor has seen that he has grown as a person because mm. um he, there's a great part where he talks about how you have a bow i am really good at using a bow and arrow and the 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 things that a bow and arrow can be applied to are very thin but when they're there i am very fucking good at it and that's Fair. and that's what the progenitor likes that he has he's devoted himself to something to become very good at something very niche that can only be used in certain times but he still tries to do things in other times right and tr- huh. he basically tries to be good yeah, and, huh. and yeah, this is a nice, nice little bit. And again, this Mark Russell a very writing, human story. writing Hawkeye, just being funny, and yeah, it's good. I like it. I might have to check that one out. Yeah, the other one was the the actual Avengers issue one tie-in. Yes, uh, the big Iron Tony Man Stark. centric one. Yeah, which I thought that was the finale, and then I'm like, oh fuck, these go on for another month. Actually, yeah, yeah, because we have an Avengers one, an Eternals one, and an X Men one. Of course, uh, and yeah, the, the the Tony Stark one is Kieran Gillen, uh, kind of getting a bit meta with it, where like, oh, every time someone, well, like in universe and like as a writer, anyone who reboots Tony is always like taking him apart and assembling mm. him, and you know sometimes they take pieces out, and those pieces expose pieces like his narcissism or ego <laughs> and all that sort of stuff, and um, yeah, it just gets kind of meta with it and the idea is that even though tony is a broken machine with missing parts he still continues on and still continues Mm. to try and make other people's machines not so broken and he gets a really cool part where the progenitor actually takes the form of his father and actually yes i saw that when i was possible uh, some positive reinforcement which is what tony always wanted Mm. so yeah yeah it was a nice little book it sounds nice. Sounds like all I'll definitely cover that this week because fuck it, I've covered everything else from Judgment Day. I might as well keep yeah. going. Yeah. And this all happens while they're on their way to try and blow up the progenitor's yes. head, which is the whole point. Yeah, it's of like it. fucking with them while it's in, while they're inside his its body. Right. Of course. Yeah. Trying to trying to drive them out. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, I had Batman Beyond the White Knight number five this week. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that came out as well. I got to read that. It did. Well. Continues to be really cool. Continuing, you know, uh, Sean Gordon Murphy remixing and remastering all the stuff you love from Batman Beyond and everything. We see how Blight gets made in this world, and it's actually a much better origin for him. It's just uh, Batman puts it all together. It's like, look, Terry, I know you're not really working for Derek Powers. You're trying to get to the bottom of why your father was killed. I figured it out. You can stop working for him now. And Terry's like, oh, cool, awesome. Throws batarangs everywhere and hits a bunch of green goop and it lands on Powers and he instantly becomes a skeleton monster. (laughs) And I'm like, that's better, honestly. It's a better origin. Yeah, cool. (laughs) I like it more. Uh, Bruce has another panic attack, which means to save his life, the Joker has to take control of his body, much like Joker took control of Tim Drake's body in uh, Return of the Joker, the movie. Okay. And Joker has to get used to how his body is different. Like, oh, you're big and strong, but you're also slow and everything. And oh, really? You can jump, man. You must do a lot of squats. (laughs) It's not how I do things. And uh, at the end, too, they're like, oh, well, how are we going to untangle ourselves? We can't defeat Derek Powers like this. Oh, I know. We'll go to Harley Quinn because she's a psychiatrist and she loves us both. And we can talk through our problems and everything. Okay. Okay. It's really solid, really well done, and it also, you know, sets the stage for whatever the big finale is going to be. Yeah, and that's next issue? I imagine so, yeah. I think it's coming to an end fairly soon. Awesome. Because, yeah, six issue sounds about right. Yeah, and they had those tie-ins as well. They did. They had the two Red Hood tie-ins, which are apparently going to matter here because Red Hood is basically trying to get to this showdown, but he's too slow. He's like, ah, fuck, I guess I got to turn around. Yeah, his motorbike's just too slow, yeah. Just too slow. He's like, I got to get to the main story. I I did a lot in my tie-ins. I got to get to the main plot. (laughs) Drive all night if I have to. (laughs) But yeah, it's good stuff. Continues to be a lot of fun. And Sean Gordon Murphy keeps commenting on my videos, too. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, cool. I think I think I said something kind of like, you know, overly critical in my first oh. issue video and he saw it and now he like won't go away. <laughs> not not that I don't love him commenting on my videos. I think it's great, but I feel just kind of like yeah, you're going to take it back, right? You're going to eat those words. You're going to eat those critical words you said about me early on, right? Because you're enjoying it, right? Yes, yes, John, I'm enjoying it. You do good work. <laughs> I like the whole universe you've created here. <laughs> I like that you made a wrestling joke in the Red Hood one, although actually apparently that was the co-writer that made that joke. He's actually the wrestling fan I found out later. No. Apparently he snuck that one in there. It's like, yeah, let's put some wrestler jargon in there too. You know, some people and some people won't. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty solid. Uh, what about you, Matt? What else did you have? Um, I only had two more books. Um, I had um, the ending of Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, yes, which, is issue which I six. cannot believe is still going on. Yeah, yeah, it, it finished up this this week. Um, but yeah, it, it was a pretty cool ending. Pretty cool ending. Uh, now, I talked about, I think, a while back that like we learned that Vandal Savage was behind uh, this Great Darkness. Yeah. Uh, and this issue kind of explains why, and it's the most, like pettiest reason and it's just that he's he's fucking sick of losing to people like batman who like have no powers whereas he's got like he's immortal he's a fucking conqueror and he keeps losing to like guys in capes so he's like fuck this shit i'm gonna use my immortal 
powers to like jump through the time stream, you know, in various points, gather up like different technologies and use it to end the age of heroes all the way from, from Jonah Hex all the way up to the Legion. I'm just going to wipe it clean and then start a new world where I'm like fucking king. I, I do like in this new Bendis timeline for the Age of Heroes, it starts with Jonah Hex. I really yes. appreciate that. And it, and it, and yeah, and, and, it, and it still does once it's all fixed and everything. Um, but yeah, the, the Legion all like piece it together. And the only reason the Legion lo- like learned that he was doing this is because Vandal just couldn't help himself. He needed them to know that he was the one burning them all away because of... Cause mm. he, Stokey's ego basically naturally it's the only reason they knew and um we learned that he the great darkness in this isn't actually the great darkness that we see in dark crisis it's what uh what vandal did was he used like like super super advanced uh owen technology to emulate Mm. the great darkness to hide his identity because he was attacking the legion he wanted it to be like one of their villains which is the great darkness yeah and so so he did that and then but then like it all fell apart once he he just couldn't help himself to like he had to tell them who it was had to sign his work classic yeah. villain egotism yeah um so the, the he ends up setting up this world where basically he's god and it's like like west world it's like the wild west oh. and he's the sheriff and everything <laughs> and he's got batman in a cage and he's like gloating to batman about it all but we find out that that's not actually batman it's chameleon boy uh, and we find out this entire time that he has uh, Vandal has actually been trapped in the Gold Lantern Ring because Gold Lantern Ring is the something that can combat yes, the, uh, the Great Darkness. Um, and that once the the Legion and League figured out that Vandal was behind it, they went and like picked him up from reality and popped him in the ring. And he never knew until they revealed to him that he's stuck in the ring. And um, yeah, so he ends up getting literally hey, didn't ben just do something similar like that in his batman universe with uh yes. vandal savage in the room yes, oh, yes. Ben just you repeated yourself but that's the thing that's kind of related oh shit they're connected um in a, in a way because um we, we learned that um the the elders of oa are actually keeping an eye on the multiverse versions mm. of vandal for any other one that does something similar Oh. And if someone does something similar, he'll they'll like wipe them from reality, which is in reference to what happened in Batman Universe. Oh, holy shit! Um, so yeah, the the universe is saved, and it all gets put back uh, in place with uh, a really cool final page where it's nothing's really. Um, it's not like spoon fed to you. You've got to kind of like extrapolate from what's happening on the page. But Vandal Savage ends up becoming the first person jonah hex saves thus starting the age of heroism (laughs) funny yeah i I like he started with jonah hex he could easily have started with like shining knight or etrigid or or even like uh friggin black adam back in ancient egypt if he wanted yeah yeah but yeah he started with jonah hex i like it clearly ben just likes jonah hex because he made Ginny hex a character yeah clearly he enjoys it. I'm like you know Ben just that's fine by me yeah I'm wondering if maybe this is going to lead to like maybe a Jonah Hex book from him I'd read the fuck out Cause, of that because all his all his books from his action comics run his super run have all had like elements that have dealt with like the history of superheroes in the DC yeah. universe and I could see him wanting to go back and tell that story of like the first hero I'd read it 
Yeah, yeah, and more jokes. Uh, I mean, is good. I mean, yeah, people forget that you know Bendis is also like a hard bitten, you know, neo noir and everything, which would fit well for like a western noir. Exactly. And it's something he hasn't done yet at DC. And if he did it, people might actually buy a fucking Jonah Hex book for once. Yeah. Oh no, people would find some fucking way to bid. Jonah Hex's scar is wrong, or you know, some petty, petty bullshit they always blame on. Bendis. I'm just happy it exists. Yeah. Yeah. Or doesn't exist at this point. But if it did exist, I'd be happy about it. Uh, I had uh, Captain America, Symbol of Truth, number five. This is the Sam one. Yep. Continues to be really solid. Sam saves all of Wakanda from, like, a terror attack that, you know, was going to turn refugees into living bombs and everything. Unfortunately, he didn't ask for Black Panther or the Wakandan Council's permission so they all get super pissed at him and not only end up kicking him out of the country, but they kick all the other American refugees out. Oh, shit. He ruined it for everyone. He really did. And Sam feels super bad about it because he's like, look, I didn't even like the Wakandan centrism movement. I thought they were being, you know, really misled and everything. But fuck, I feel like absolute dog shit now because I ruined it for everyone. And because he didn't know the whole story, he couldn't out White Wolf and be like, no, it's White Wolf. It's the century game. They were the ones behind it. But... <laughs> They were already so pissed at him at that point because this this whole story is basically about Sam having to learn, oh, fuck, if I want to be Captain America, that means it doesn't matter where I go and what I do. All my actions, good or bad, will be filtered through, you know, the lens of like American imperialism and like American mm-hmm. sociopolitical politics. So I saved the day, but I didn't ask the right questions. And because yeah. of that, I yeah. got fucked over. Uh, well, yeah. It's sad too because like him and Black Panther have a fight and like I know superhero fights are passe and everything at this point but really they went for the throat on each other in a big way where Black Panther's like oh just a typical sad American declaring fucking war on places because you didn't get your way and you were all in your feelings about it and yeah and Sam's like you listen here motherfucker Steve always respected you the Avengers always respected you but you know what I always have had problems with you you got all this advanced technology but you and your people you sat behind your walls forever yeah your mother is a queen my mother died of a mugging you know and everything if the meteor had landed in my neck of the woods I bet me and my people wouldn't have sat around and watched all of our neighbors get colonized and genocided yeah yeah and I'm like, wow. The thing is, is like Tochi Anabuchi really nails it where I'm like, this makes me really uncomfortable, this conversation. This is like my two favorite uncles got drunk and got into a fight with each other. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, it's a good thing that it's making you uncomfortable as well. Yeah. L- like I didn't really appreciate it until I was done. And even when I recorded my view, I'm like, this issue made me uncomfortable. But the fact that it made me care as much as I did speaks volumes to how good it is. Because it's like, yeah. Captain America won the battle, but also kind of lost the war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it just it just felt rough. But again, both cap books, really solid, highly recommended. Cool, cool. Good shit. Uh, what, what was the last one you read? The last one I read was Superman Space Age issue two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been going on. How's that been? Oh, fuck, man. The, the, this, again, Mark Russell just knocks it out of the park. And again, he's basically just doing like superman life story love it and yeah this one takes place in the 70s and the 80s and um is about superman trying to figure out like the best ways to save uh earth and stop like he saves earth from like asteroids and everything but like as lois puts it like yeah that's that's good and all 
but there's also like world hunger and like wars and all this other stuff mm-hmm. and it's about superman trying to figure out how to um like do that with the justice league and sort of yeah, come yeah. up with a, a united idea of of principles of how to uh, save the world and where to devote their time to because uh mm. while this is a superman book it's also a justice league book because it's oh, all cool. these other characters trying to sort out like flash there's like a running gag it's well, it's kind of a gag but it's also kind of a character building part where like flash is always seen like dismantling bombs like mm-hmm. like he's, he's um uh training to like dismantle bombs because it's like well yeah if I, I i'm the fastest man alive i get called to a lot of like bomb threats but like it's like what do i do with the bombs like i'm fast <laughs> but like it's still gonna blow up so i'd like yeah. to know how to disable it <laughs> the hard questions yeah uh batman meanwhile gets a really interesting part where we find out that bruce uh after in the last issue coast city blew up from a nuke um after that he stepped down from wayne enterprises to devote all his time to being batman mm. um and he saves people and everything but then he also finds out there's things that batman can't prevent and one of those things is that his company gets taken over by maxwell lord and maxwell lord knows that while weapons are like the bread and butter of wayne enterprises he wants to branch out into like uh real estate developments and stuff like that and he ends up making white collar shit yeah he ends up making uh a suburb out on the outskirts of of um uh gotham to basically say like hey this new suburb and city is not crime ridden like gotham move here and so mm. all the people move out of gotham so then crime rates spike in gotham and batman <laughs> like he can't he realizes he can't physically fight this sort of crime so he ends up realizing that he needs to be bruce wayne as mm. well and oh, not fine. just batman so he ends up coming back to his company and taking it back over and everything uh from maxwell lord and on top of all of this, <laughs> there's even it more. It sounds very layered. On top of all of this, uh, there's the there's the oncoming threat of Crisis of Infinite Earths. Oh, holy um, shit. Um, but um, because this isn't the main universe, uh, this is a world that's just going to get destroyed. Uh, so, And Brainiac knows that this is going to happen. So he's been going around to different universes, not collecting people, but collecting supermen. like like different supermen because like nothing is left on their earth so he's like and they're the only ones left alive so he just collects them and be like oh we'll we'll like create a like team to like fight the anti-monitor and he comes to this universe to try and collect their superman and Mm -hmm. um their superman oh superman doesn't obviously want to do this um but there's no choice in the matter and they end up getting into a big fight with brainiac and uh hal jordan ends up being killed oh no and and it's there the team realize what they have that there's like things bigger than what they're dealing Mm -hmm. with on earth and everything and uh on top of all of that we got lois and clark's relationship and lois uh finds out that clark is superman based just they do that joke where she's always known because she's a pulitzer prize winning reporter she's always known she was just waiting for clark to feel comfortable enough to tell her and they end up having a child and everything and then uh there's also the story of the like journalism side of stuff where clark was actually investigating uh just a a common breaking at watergate 
<laughs> I love it. It's it's actually kind of cool because it it goes into like the whole thing about how people thought like Superman would be very Republican, like Yo, especially in the seventies, oh. where, where oh, he thinks is really oh it's, it's just a it's just a break in like um it's just a break in you know nothing nothing tied to like the government the government would never break into like the democratic (laughs) national office what are you talking about a nice guy yeah yeah and then lois is the one to show him like hey like these things don't add up like these things don't you know sit well all these people getting together from all different walks of life the fbi the cia they don't just come together. The government would have funded this, and it's Superman oh, that's realizing that. really oh, smart. How has no one ever done a Superman yeah. versus Watergate story before? Yeah, yeah, it's it's really quite cool. That's genius, actually. I might have to pick it up just because of that. That yeah. sounds like a it's fucking really killer. It's interesting. One. It's so interesting, and again, it's 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 Clark getting like this world weary knowledge that we see. We never really see him get. We just see him told mm. that like he got that from like traveling the world or from park uh, or something but like get to see it actually happening on the page from like all these different characters who affect like lois and perry and mm. the justice league and all of that sort of stuff is really cool i like it i like it a lot yeah that sounds like a winner i might have to say that. I, again you know you know we're big fans of mark Russell here and it sounds like he did another really solid one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the last book I read this week that I could finally talk about, I read Megan Fitzmartin's uh, <laughs> Tim Drake Robin number one, which is a book that I was really apprehensive about because if you followed the show, you know, oh, man, oh, that dark crisis, Young Justice, that fucking trip and a half, wasn't it? Where I'm like, is this bad on purpose? Or like, are you being genuine? I genuinely can't tell. No, it's, it was awful. So, like, obviously people were really excited about this book because this is the first time Tim Drake has had a solo book in over a decade. I think Red Robin ended in 2011. Yes. So it's been a very long time and also just a weird time for Tim Drake of just being shunted to the side and disappeared and just, like, barely existing for some reason. Yeah. Obviously, Fitzmartin had been, you know, kind of at the helm of the character creatively for a long time with the Batman Urban Legend story where he came out as bisexual and he met his new boyfriend, Bernard, and everything. And even that, like, Future State book she wrote, uh, the Pride issue she wrote, which she she references all of them in this, by the way. So if you've been following tim drake's journey over the last couple of years it's, it's only been one woman but there you go you're it, it all gets referenced here uh it actually takes place not long after uh zadarsky's batman because he's like oh i'm just recovering from getting shot in the stomach like he did okay. yeah 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 okay so he's recovering from that and he's like you know i wanted some space you know i wanted a place uh of my own that's you know in gotham but not of gotham so uh tim drake is living on a houseboat now in the pier <laughs> and all of his neighbors are weird houseboat people <laughs> as you might have guessed and you know you got like crooked real estate developers wanting to move in and clean up the pier and put in like fancy restaurants and shit and they're like no keep the pier weird and shit <laughs> so yeah tim drake is officially your uncle who after the divorce you know decided that he was gonna pull up stakes on land and live on a fucking houseboat <laughs> It's just so, like, wonderfully weird. I'm like, you know what? I can't even be mad at that. That's, like, actually kind of a clever pitch. Yeah, yeah. That's genuinely fine. The art is kind of weird on this one. They're going for much more of, like, a cartoony kind of, like, young adult thing, which is okay. completely misleading because the cover looks like, you know, a traditional Batman comic. It looks like the Damien Robin comic. It is not that. Yeah, okay. 
In fact, it's a much chiller, more like kind of slice of life, almost like a Hardy Boys Johnny Quest mystery where it's like, oh, there's a murder at the pier. I'll have to solve this. Okay, okay. Because I'm Tim Drake, and that's the thing I do and everything. And I'm like, all right, you know, we're, we're definitely focusing on, like, the mystery-solving part of Tim. I like that. It's implied villain is actually testing his mystery-solving ability because he's referencing other old detective books. Okay. Like old Mark Twain mysteries and everything. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. it's a detective duel. It's kind of like Sherlock. All right, I can dig it. Here's a weird thing, though. And again... I want to be careful with my wording on this one because I don't want to be one of those dickheads who gives, you know, Megan Fitzmartin a hard time because it's like, oh, you know, she she made, you know, Tim Drake gay and that's bad because I'm a fucking homophobe or some shit. No, that's fine. There's a weird thing she does here, which considering what we know from, you know, Dark Crisis, Young Justice and how that kind of like referenced fan culture and like fan grievances and like fan fiction-y stuff, which apparently she is a fan of, she has admitted and that does influence some of her work. Do you remember, Matt? I know this was forever ago. In the Future State uh, Tim Drake book, they brought in a character called Darcy, who's like hearing impaired. She does sign language and everything. Yes. And they explain and they explain like, oh, she's a friend of Tim Drake's because she was a member of the We Are Robin team. Mm-hmm. For those who fucking remember that. Yep. She's back in this. And I looked into it a little deeper. Turns out she actually wasn't in the We Are Robin book. She was retconned to be a member of We Are Robin and have a pre-existing relationship with Tim Drake oh. in that future state book. Okay. But she still knows him here, and apparently they're best friends. And you didn't know about it, but they're best friends. And she helps Tim Drake move in, and she basically becomes Tim's new Robin. She calls herself Sparrow, and she has, like, a little costume, and she goes out to help him fight crime and everything. And they're best friends, and she's his sidekick in issue one. And I just kind of sit there, and I raise an eyebrow, and I'm like, is this a fucking self-insert character? I was just about to say, does this character look like the writer? <laughs> no, I looked into this. She's blonde with straight hair. Fitzmartin has like frizzy br- blonde or brown hair and everything. And I'm like, this, this reeks of my OC. This reeks yeah. of my original character. Like, like in Future State, I forgave it because it's like, oh, well, it's you know, it's many years in the future. Of course, it's going to be weird. Of course, you know, there's going to be stuff that you haven't filled in yet. But the fact that the character comes back here and is best friends with Tim and hangs out on the boat with him and knows the secret that his boyfriend doesn't know yet because Tim hasn't actually told Bernard yet that he's a superhero because Bernard's kind of like a conspiracy theorist and has like a lot of way up their ideas about Batman and everything. So it's like, I don't want to have that conversation. But just the idea where it's like, you you created an OC, didn't you, to be best friends with Tim Drake? This is this is like if I was writing the Green Arrow book, and it's like, hey, everyone, it's Ollie's new roommate, Noel Bailey. He wears tracksuits. He makes a mean chicken sandwich, and he works on the internet, and they're best friends now. You'd be like, Joel, you shameless motherfucker, you. What are you doing? <laughs> That's like really the worst thing about the book. And again, this is just me reading shit into it. I don't know nothing about nothing. I don't want to be too mean to this book because I know it's getting a hard time already as it is. This is this is just my reading. I didn't even mention that in my video. I'm mentioning it here on the podcast because this is a much more free and open space and because I wanted to get your opinion on it, Matt. <laughs> Just so I didn't feel like I'm crazy. No, 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 no. I know exactly what you mean. And I agree with you. It it sounds like an OC self-insert. 
it sounds a lot like a self-insert. And again, as you know, the chat is talking about the art. The art is what it is. I appreciate them going a different direction because look, we have a Damien Robin book right now. If the two books looked the same and also it's a book clearly for a different sort of audience than like the Robin book Damien is or like yep. any other Batman book. My main takeaway from it is like, this is for someone, definitely. I just don't think it's for me though. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I probably won't be coming back for issue two, but I am happy I at least read the first issue. Yeah, yeah. Just to get it out there. I don't know if this is the book a lot of people have been waiting, you know, a decade for. But again, if you've been liking the new direction with Tim Drake, you'll probably like this too, because it's just the same woman doing more of the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's also like a part of me, too, where I have to think like, you know, if this was like any other person who came in with these same ideas, but who didn't have TV credits under them, I wonder if they would be facing like harsher scrutiny for some of this stuff where it's like, hey, I don't know about this Darcy character, but well, you have TV credits, so I guess it's good. <laughs> oh, the artist was in Stephanie Phillips Harley. OK, see, that makes sense because this art style it's a little crazier, it's a little goofy, it's a little more cartoony. I could see that matching Harley much better. In fact, I'm pretty yeah. sure, yeah, now that I think of it, yes, I've seen panels from that, and I think it does work a little better with Harley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's my take on that, everyone. That's that's me spilling some tea, as it were, on some crazy far-out <laughs> theories that I have. <laughs> That again, I don't know nothing about nothing. I'm just saying that right now. This is just a weird feeling that I had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So I guess that's the show, right? That's everything. That's everything. Oh, yeah, that's everything. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been going for a while. It's midnight now with all the technical difficulties and everything. But thank you, everyone, for coming out and hanging out. Uh, thank you, of course, to Amari for sponsoring the show. Uh, if you want to help out the show, you can always become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. We try and get the video and audio versions up there as soon as humanly possible for you to enjoy. I like this OBS thing we're doing here, Matt, because I can actually see you in your reaction. Yeah, yeah, I know that that's the great thing. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to have to try and like see like obviously it's like a new system. So I imagine mm -hmm. they're going to keep ironing out like kinks and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I, I think too where it's like we just decided apropos of nothing like we're doing it now for showtime where it's like yeah maybe we should have started like an hour before yeah i think maybe yeah we, we just gotta like yeah give it a minute to like sort of settle in and everything but yeah it's good to know that it's there yeah or test it the night before but yes thank you everyone for coming and hanging out with us and having fun thank you everyone who donated we got some really good donations and that was really nice mm-hmm and uh, yeah, I guess we'll be back again next week. I don't know if we're doing a regular episode next week or Retro Hero next week. You'll know as we get closer. I know we're due a Retro Hero. We still got to do Pennyworth. So, you know, we'll be sure to do that. But after losing two weeks, we had to talk about all the news. Yeah. And we should probably maybe do something for uh, Halloween. Yeah, we really should. What do we want to do for it's October. Halloween? It's October. We usually do like a commentary or something because that's nice and easy. God, I'd love to be able to stream a movie, but just like YouTube makes that so fucking impossible. Yeah, getting getting the logistics of that is very difficult. Like we did something fun. We did prom night last year and that was fun. And we tried to chop it up and everything for YouTube. But even then, YouTube still fucked us over on it. Yeah. Where it just got chopped to pieces and it just wasn't as good. It's like, man, this could have been so much better. Yeah. Yeah, I know my video is jittery. Don't worry. We're almost done. We're ending the show. <laughs> it, it looks fine on my end, but then I, yeah, 
yeah i guess it's the like, youtube version that looks fucky i think yeah well yeah i, I think because i got a direct feed so ah. yeah it, mine will look a little bit better but yeah i i guess we'll we'll sort things out again this is like this this system is like i think still in beta or like it's yes, just it come is. out so they it's not perfect yet yeah this is this is a dry run but we'll take it from there but thank you everyone for watching and listening and we'll be back again next week bye bye see ya